The night is quiet and still. The moment is here. My journey begins. The engine roar to life. I felt myself leave the grip of the soil. I shook and trembled with the fire at my back and nothing ahead but black. The wind rushing past me and then I was finally free. Eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, and liftoff of the complete spacecraft on a billion-mile trek to Saturn. This program is in. Roll program is in. We have cleared the tower, and the Cassini spacecraft is on its way to Saturn. A moment of tranquility, too many stars to see, the earth slipped away behind me, then a push, I rose higher and passed my friends in the night. From out of the shadow, I saw the sun. I shine back to greet it, reaching out for its warm embrace. I turn my eyes to Venus. I know she would help me. I dance with her in a sweet embrace. Round and around we went in the night. Before I goodbye kiss a final farewell. Before stopping home one last time to say goodbye. I took a moment to gaze one last time at the moon. I saw the Earth's shadow caressing her and the warmth of the sun making her shine brighter than all the stars. It was time to go. An endless expense of nothing. So cold, so long. Halfway there, a lonely stone. I gaze in wonder for a brief moment. In all that vastness, I had forgotten how fast I must be going by now. 
it is easy to forget. Then, in a distance, a point of light that grew in my eyes like a pearl. Then I saw him, Jupiter, the king of the planets, stormy seas of cloud, storms beyond imagining. He gripped me so tightly, it took my breath away. He sent me on my way in a breath of wind that left me sailing into the black I was alone again almost there now I can't see it yet it's just another star among a countless sea of stars. A haze filled my eyes, a mist of light in the endless void. Soon I was through it, then it came into view the crown jewel Saturn and its rings as I grew near the rings cast shadows on the clouds below at first they look like glass the clarity and purity soon turned to sand. I could see every grain slipping by. Like the sand of time in an endless dance, perfect circles. Order from the chaos. I then saw two great storms swirling in the south of the great crown jewel. They dance for a moment before joining to become one. It was then that the shepherd guided me to my new home, showing me the way. They dance with Saturn, sweeping up the rings into teeny swirls, teeny waves on an ocean of glass. I now felt Saturn sweep me up overtaking the sun and I knew this was my last dance so I made it last to see the world in a grain of sand and the heaven in a wild flower to hold infinity in a palm
of your hands and eternity in an hour. The view was dazzling and outstanding. Points of light became new worlds to explore. A new God emerged, the one who would take my son. I did not travel alone. He came with me. And now, it was time for him to go on his own journey. We passed the Titan. So close we kissed the clouds. Now, it was time for me to let him go. I saw where he was going. I could not see it yet, but I knew he would be safe. I let him go. We hugged goodbye and I sent him on his way. There was so much to do and so little time. I found a great waterfall spilling into space. I swam past many times feeling the mist on my face. I looked back to where my son had gone. I saw it had great legs. I knew I was right to let him go. What a wonderful place. So many new worlds here. So little time. Then, for a moment, I looked back towards home, the earth and the moon were just stars in the sky now, but I saw them, and for a brief moment, I knew they saw me too. We smiled and waved at each other. We did it. We made it. And look at what we have found. I spun around again and again, taking it as much as I can. So much to do, so little time. I started my descent into the sky. For it was fire that first started my life, and fire that will be its end. I spun around again and again. I kissed the ring. I say goodbye. Now I know it is time to die. To protect this newly discovered home for life. My job is done my journey through. We came here for you, for us. I am so glad I got to share with you what wonderful we discover, what wonders we discover, what we know now 
is true. So, sail after us. Please come back. These worlds are awaiting. I began my life as a shooting star that started so near but went so far. Now I am a shooting star in another sky. It's okay. I'm ready to die. I love you. The voice of Cassini was brought to life by Emma Digallo. You can connect with her at edgintuitive.com or Emma's Universe Podcast. Journey to Saturn. A Cassini story. A funeral for a spacecraft. A warrior's death. A Viking king's ceremony. And I knew when I picked that story as one of the ones I wanted to tell, I knew the craft herself had to be expressed as a female. The Cassini story. Oh man, um, I know I'm like eight years late (laughs) to the party on when Cassini herself burned up in the atmosphere of Saturn at the end of mission. That's when I wrote that piece of music that Emma Digallo took somewhere I didn't think it could go. Emma. She brought Cassini to life. She told that story. You guys heard raw. You, you, that was raw. That has not even gone into post-production. But I said I was going to give you samples of some of the other shit that we've been doing. Because hopefully that'll help you understand why I don't have time to do a free show anymore. I got shit like that to produce. And it's the best stuff that's ever shown up on my desk. The, these new heroes are the strongest fucking talent that I could have ever hoped to have a chance to produce. Journey to Saturn. It's coming. I was thinking about rewriting the string piece at the end because that was with the old technology. I can do better now. I can art, art, I can <laughs> articulate the strings, the cellos. I can do more advanced shit now, so that probably does need to be a better string piece. But she. understood the story and gave everything to that recording session. I'm so glad that you guys got to hear it raw uh, in the Resurrection episode of Mindwave. I did have another piece that I was going to put at the end. 
to worship peace for War of One. It's a little too heavy. So if you want to hear that, please go to patreon.com slash mindwave and kick me a couple bucks and we'll open up a new channel for you to receive amazing bonus shit um, that's been part of the mission the whole time. It's been very complicated. I'm still fighting with Acast on Patreon for the whole private RSS feed bullshit, but we will make a place for you to hear uh, the shit that we're working on now, which takes a lot longer uh, than throwing together a podcast. I'm throwing this one together for Mindwave because Mindwave is back. <sighs> Again. Gotcha, bitch. Uh, that was real, though. The shutdown. <laughs> the shutdown of the show was very real. Shit got very real and very clear that's like, I can't afford just even the minutes in my day to make Mindwave shit. So I did give it up for a very good reason. I did not have time. I'm finding myself with more time today and I'm wanting to spend it more meanfully, meaningfully. <laughs> As I raise a glass. Raising a glass. Puck. See, now you got Seamus, and Seamus does not go E. Especially when whiskey's involved. Whiskey with an E? Alright, what's this fucking American bullshit where they do the W H I S K K Y? Whiskey. Ugh. Tragic. No. That motherfucker has an E. It's Irish. Right? Whiskey's fucking Irish. Alright? Uh, I like scotch. Because uh, I read it as scotch as well. But I'm, I'm a fucking Irish boy. I might as well be a little fucking ginger bitch. I might as well have a redhead. Because, uh... Ed Sheeran suck my fucking dick. <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. Uh, I like to play. You know that. Mind wave. You know I like to play. Um, this is my play space. I couldn't take away my own ball pit. Um, I did for several months just to catch up on shit. But it needs to come back. Um, not even a question. Uh... So, welcome back to Mindwave. Expect episodes when I produce them. When I feel so inclined, because as I've illustrated, hopefully a little bit here, we are working on some fucking crazy cool shit. And that does take precedence, okay? To free podcasts. That does take precedence. But I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I hope you have now subscribed to The Lion's Den with Daniel. Another uh, hot flaming pair of angel wings at my back. Fucking love Daniel. He's amazing. And uh, Christian's episode, Chris Swoboda, Interstellar Frequency. I hope that by now, Mindwave listener, you have subscribed to Interstellar Frequency and The Lion's Den. Because Mindwave is where I'm going to be like, yeah, I guess I'm, I guess I'm the host this time. <laughs> I don't want to host a podcast anymore. Feels like a waste of time. But Mindwave is where that shit's going to happen. I do often appear on uh, Interstellar Frequency and the Lion's Den 
as the delightful co-host. I like that place so much more. I love being a guest on uh, somebody else's show that in a Mandalorian way is like the whole this is the way thing. Uh, <laughs> I don't want the dark saber. Oh, but you earned it. Uh, no, I really didn't. Can I give it away? No. <laughs> I am the Night Fury. I have a whole piece on dragons. Which is... There's a little bit about Pete's dragon in there, but it's about the How to Train Your Dragon franchise. <laughs> I have a whole like hour to two hours on that, and that's going to be a Patreon exclusive. You will only be able to hear it there. Um, suck my dick, I don't care. Um, there's also a worship piece. A Light of Morning Sunday piece that I made that was initially included in this Easter <laughs> special resurrection of mind wave piece. It was originally here and I was like, I don't know if people are ready to hear some of this. Um, some people are, some people are, I know where they are. They're on Patreon. <laughs> so they're going to hear it as a, as a part of the extended Easter celebration. Probably uh, go Catholic, take that into Monday as well. So I'm celebrating Easter Sunday today with this piece. Um, I'll probably do a little bit of uh, shit tomorrow. Specifically for Patreon. Specifically for the people who are still keeping the show alive. Keeping the dream alive even when I don't want to. I mean, that is... That's a super skill. And they deserve to be seen and they deserve to be rewarded for their fucking efforts because I know it is a crazy cosmos that we live in. And people only have so much time. This is where I am choosing to spend mine. I was initially thinking I was going to have to rewrite that whole string piece at the end of Journey to Saturn. Because the parts of the poem that she's reading, the parts of the story that she's telling are after said music scenes happen. I wrote too much. Easy accident. I was like, we need to extend this. We need to make it bigger. Especially if I have fucking people listening to this who work at the Jet Propulsion Laboratory who worked on the Cassini Project who gave a decade of their lives to her so that she could fly to the crown jewel of the solar system and introduce us to dozens of new worlds worth exploring and cherishing and protecting and having to die as a necessary part of that realization Cassini is my favorite spacecraft period I started to my sciencey boy journey with Curiosity the 2012 Mars rover it's like this is very rad I love uh being able to virtually stand here on Mars and seeing the rocks and seeing the hills and the valleys and the places to go. I quickly fell out of love with curiosity. I'm, I'm not sure why. That was when my passion for space exploration almost kind of died, was because I guess 2012 was also just one of these weirdly, exceptionally tumultuous times, politically and socially, that couldn't even be bothered to care about something so fucking far away. 60,000 miles? How many kilometers? Average distance to Mars. We don't have a Jamie. You guys, uh, we've never had one. Average 
average distance to Mars? 159 million uh, miles. I was way off. But <laughs> hundreds of millions of miles away is the red planet. Which looks so much like our own pieces of the Earth, our own little scraps of desert, where it's totally understandable why conspiracy theorists are like, that's Utah, that's Arizona, I've been there before. This is a hoax. Uh, no, we're really there. Curiosity, the nuclear-powered one-ton robot is, uh, it's last I checked, still going. Mars 2020 rover is there with a few extra Dragon Eye lenses to see a little bit more. And I'm very much, uh, kicking myself for not being more up on that because that's really what brought me into this level of passion in the first place was exploration and the cosmos and space and stars and planets and possible life and possible minds and how we get there and what's happening. I've been out. Been out of this domain for a long time. Because of everything else that's been happening. Um, and I needed to shut it all out to be able to bring myself back here, back here, back where, where the most important work that needs to be done needs to be done and needs to be done here. Because we can do better. The stories can be better. The sound design can be better. The levels can be better. Always. Always. It can be better. That's what we're here to do. We're here to have time and space to do that. And I haven't. We haven't had it. <laughs> Been trying to pull some of that back. Make some time. Life keeps hitting. Life keeps hitting again and again, as it always does. No surprise, right? Not surprised by any of this. But as that episode hopefully showed you, um, Mindwave going into the archive, even ever so briefly in the stasis pod, did not involve me stopping producing entirely. I've just been doing a new kind of production. New kinds of storytelling. I hope, good listener, that you will go to studiostargazer.org and click on theater so that you can hear the full piece by the waters of Babylon. My first quote, official unquote, audiobook of the full immersion variety, not the uh, audible variety. So, this is a different kind of audiobook. I did fucking Peter Rabbit in that one. It was actually not bad for one take. I liked that. Uh, I need more friends in England, frankly, to help train my. Uh, British voices because they are delicate like a flower and almost certainly turn towards evil. <clears throat> um, one of the next Patreon episode bonus things that I'm doing is called Fire Breath and it's about the whole How to Train Your Dragon franchise and me watching Race to the Edge uh, listening to Alvin, Alvin the Terrible, or something. I forget what, uh, uh, Alvin the something character, one of the bad guys. And I'm like, <laughs> he's like, hey, I'm Alvin. And I'm like, wait, is that Mark Hamill? <laughs> that, that sounds like some Joker shit that Mark Hamill has done. 
stuck around for the credits. Yeah, you bet your sweet tits. It was Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill plays Elvin in Dragons. And I was like, God damn it, Luke. God damn it, Luke Skywalker. Do I want to have a fucking drink with you? He's real good at the eve with the bad guys. Um, the, the Joker in Batman. And uh, uh, I heard it. I heard him being Alvin in Dragons. And I was like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Is that Mark Hamill? <laughs> and that gave me a huge amount of joy. Because uh, when I got to the credits, yeah, no, it was absolutely him. Underrated character. Underrated character feels who like comes flying. back at the end and becomes a part of the family and brings his own little... God damn it, there's so many parts of the Dragon series where all of the background characters are literally the same mesh. Viking Woman 1, Viking Woman 2, Viking Man 1, Viking Man 2, Viking Man 3. Uh, every single background character in that story is some different version of the same mesh, which is uh, another delightful thing to notice as a creator. But Mark Hamill, and oh my god, did they end that series in the best way. If you have not watched DreamWorks's uh, Dragons, uh, this is not a paid plug, but watch the show. It gives you so much more depth into who the characters are and why they exist and why things are the way that they are <clears throat> outside of the trilogy, the Dragons trilogy, the movie trilogy, which you absolutely need to watch. <laughs> Along with the Lego movie, if you intend to understand who I am and why I'm here, and also Lego Batman and <laughs> Lego Movie too, <laughs> I will give you art cues. You want to understand this fucking weirdo? Go do, go do that. Um, call me back after you've worked your way through a half a box of tissues. Have you seen Finding Nemo? <laughs> Same story. Same story a bunch. Bunch a bunch of times. I hope uh, people didn't get too irritated by me literally pulling from one of the Gospels. Um, the Gospel of John. I read the whole chapter of 14 because there was a quote in it, there was a single verse that I wanted to, to say, and I decided to include the whole thing. I decided to include some things that I did not envision including, like um, stars and rose thorns through the grass over the stones to the sea, uh, poetry slums prose, and um, journey to Saturn. The first sneak peek of that. There have no, there have been no post-production runs on that, but people definitely need to hear. Um, what happened there? The initial plan today for Easter was to do um, a single scene of UI eighty-six, which in itself is a kind of resurrection story. I wanted to have at least one chapter, one one piece of that done to be able to sample for you. Um, I could not bring myself to do it, frankly. Because um, if I give away one part, then I'm... You know, it, it's a pulling threads thing. I need to make sure... The first time people hear this story, it's as one piece. It's a single piece. Sorry there are no sneak peeks. Uh, if you're in the cast or among, uh, if you were in the Red Shirt Initiative, you've got sneak peeks of what the story's going to be. Even if you were one of the original cast members um, who are no longer playing that character or it has straight up been rewritten because it needed to be and you didn't show up and somebody did so we're gonna <laughs> do that you know what I'm saying um, UI 86 has evolved crazily 
for the past several months. Uh, very slowly, but in the best ways. Um, some of the characters are changing. Some of the scenes are changing because of said uh, character developments. There are some new characters um, now in there. Handful. All of which I love. There's at least one or two uh, more new robots. Um, there is no Russian engineer guy in a Dolph flying tank. Um, there's another human character played by me. Trying a uh, Russian guy, classic engineer archetype for the first time. So that should be fun. Um, the Emmett character in UI86 has been mostly reimagined in terms of origin, but fundamentally the character stays the same and provides the same function um, as a part of the whole thing coming together. So I really had hoped, and I want you to know this, like I really had hoped that I would have something from UI86 to show you today on Resurrection Sunday, Easter Sunday. I really wanted to have a, a slice of that to show you, and I have something for all of the scenes that have been written there. I have behind-the-scenes shit. I have writer's rooms. I have those characters saying what is said. Robots are easy, but I, I did not want to let you hear a single piece of that that wasn't connected to the whole story because it is one story. Um, sampling, sure. You want to hear the level of sound design that I'm going to do on UI86? Go listen to fucking Striker 1 on the UI86 page. The game sequence that, uh, spoiler alert, is not even in the story. That sequence is not even in the story. It's, that's pure behind the scenes. That's pure uh, bonus shit that offers slightly more context, but it's not even in the main piece um, where Striker's going and shooting the big alien space bugs and all the sound design that I did on that fucking sequence like it was a video game. All of a UI86 is going to be produced like that. Um, as if it were a video game. So large amounts of the writing are actually sound cubes um, into here's the here are the kinds of scores that we should use. Here are the sound design elements that need to be included in this scene to make it make sense, etc., etc. Much bigger projects require much more work, much more time, and much more space, and frankly, much more passionate collaborators. Because the whole reason I made this story at all was like, I don't need humans, I can do this with robots. I never wanted to do it alone. I decided to. Handful of people heard why and where I was going and wanted to be in it. So I wrote them in. I wrote them into this story and went, how are we going to make this work? I'm trying to make all the pieces fit together. And some of those people disappear, which is like, well, do those whole scenes disappear? Do we bend over backwards trying to get them back to fix that, to get the lines that we need? Running a theater has been uh, an incredible fucking challenge. I think you can hear it 
literally in the production between Only Through Fire, A Bigger Table, and Orion's Bell, or Orion's Bell, as Joshua Emerson Jones might say. You can hear it right there that, like, I'm trying to get all the all the blocks to stack in the right way. We have had some Jenga moments. We've had some shit where these big-ass fucking projects that really required everybody to show up almost got fucking destroyed. And we still don't have the pieces that we need to make that right. You can hear in a bigger table and only through fire that some of those lines were literally recorded on like Facebook messenger voice memo some of them came from voicemails um we got what we needed but not the way that we needed it and when I'm doing UI86 before I even fucking edge my finger closer to the green light button on that. I want to make sure this story is the best that it can possibly be. It can, it simply cannot get any better. And all the characters in it are so important. And every single one of them needs to be here for this moment when we pull back fucking stage curtain and let people hear this story for the first time everybody needs to be there it's an event it's a special moment so UI86 is still still not there but we are making insane amounts of progress towards that if that involves cutting or recasting or whatever, you guys will know about it because you're supporters, presumably. If you're listening to the process and you're getting all the behind-the-scenes shit, you'll know which scenes were cut, but you are going to be able to come to us to see the animatics and things. All of the things that we wanted to to be in there, but ultimately became unnecessary or the character changed because the actor changed and these are all part of the creative process that most people don't see enough of and this is one of the major ways that I want the studio studio Stargazer to be different um, I do want to pull the, back the curtain to that level and let you guys see how we do a lot of this shit. Let you see the how. I do. I spend my time here trying to get across the why. Why we do this shit. That should be totally fucking obvious at this point. But the how part. How we actually pull some of these things off. Has been. We've been building towards that. We've been building towards master classes in uh, vocal performance, recording, art, sound design, and scoring um, to teach everybody how to do this. I think everybody should be doing this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Not going to work and flipping burgers and being a miserable asshole. Go create some amazing art. You can do this too. You can do this with free tools. Uh... In your fun time. And fucking do that. Bring the kids. God damn. Cosmic Disneyland. I was talking to Christian here. And we are talking about the Disneyland trip. That we're going to have to inevitably take as a family. Which is going to be at least like five, six, seven, eight grand. Uh, to take the whole family to Disneyland and ride the teacups and Pirates of the Caribbean and go see the fucking Haunted Mansion, go down, fucking go visit the Matterhorn, and goddammit. So we're planning a Disneyland trip, probably for summer, which is the stupidest time to go, frankly. If we're gonna go to Disneyland, we should probably go in like maybe October. 
uh, November, September, somewhere in there. <clears throat> anyway, welcome back to Mindwave. This is going to mostly be here now uh, to fill you in on everything else that's happening within the theater, within music, uh, on the other Studio Stargazer podcasts, most namely The Lion's Den with Daniel Larson. Not a growl, that's a purr for Daniel. Um, and Chris. Christian Swoboda, host and producer of Interstellar Frequency. You've probably missed a lot of, uh, if you're not coming to the site, you've probably missed a lot of shit that only ever existed there. Um, you should definitely go to the site and catch up on everything that's all up in the air and all of the different ways to connect. The site's getting better. It's more mobile friendly. Uh, we have a mobile app which is much better if you're using a telephone to connect to the forums and the groups and the spaces, the messenger, um, the message boards, forum, all of that you want to do from the app because the website is not made for display on a mobile screen, but I did just do a massive redesign on the whole site to make it look like Look and feel like iOS with big, nice, shiny, glassy, rounded square buttons uh, that take you exactly where you need to go. And no more complicated menus. No more hoops to jump through. Please come visit studiostargazer.org from a desktop computer. Um, log in with... Uh, Facebook or Google, either one of those, whichever one you want to be. Uh, you don't have to make an account with me. Just log in with one of those so we can see your name and your pretty picture whenever you show up. Uh, customize your profile, jump into the spaces, start engaging in some of these places. Because I just built the architecture, guys. I just built the skeleton for places to go specifically for us for you um and they are as yet unoccupied so we would love to have you on studiostarkaser.org uh head to the universe and come to the spaces one of the spaces is called the mind wave universe lounge which is the space cantina it's the all-in-one place if you are a member of the site, you will get uh, added to that automatically. All the other spaces, uh, Radar Lovers Between Towers, I think there might be one for the Outrage Machine, there's definitely one for Hard Truth. A lot of these places are already built, but we're not doing anything with them yet, and you can help change that by visiting studiostargazer.org. If you visit on a mobile, you will be prompted to download the Spaces app, which I encourage you to do because that's how you're going to best access a lot of these things. But I love you and thank you for listening. No, I'm not going to include the original piece that I put in here because it's a little bit too heavy, but if you want to hear that, join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Mindwave. To hear the rest of By the Waters of Babylon, if you haven't heard that yet, you will find that for free on the website under the theater button. Uh, along with Enough Rope, poems by Dorothy Parker. I've been delving more into the poetry domain. I'm really enjoying it. Uh, if you could not tell, by the piece that was included here, Poetry Slams Prose, which says more about the, uh, that's more of a 
on the performer than on the creator. And if you thought that sounded slightly bitchy. <laughs> now, performing poetry is uh, much harder than performing prose. Uh, the written word. Beautiful thing. Amanti Gallo performed that poetry so fucking beautifully. I'm so glad that that was the way that we ended ended it out. And that was mine. I, I, I wrote the uh, words as well. In addition to the music because uh, I felt the story. I heard the voice and I was like, these need to go together. And uh, pulling in Snow Peak from Origin at the end might be the way to do it, rather than rewriting um, the string piece. I may still extend it um, using articulated strings because they do sound much more natural. But, um, yeah, I've been fucking busy, 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 busy. So if you've been chilling here waiting for new episodes from Mindwave, there is tons of shit uh, still happening the whole time, including several free shows, which you should definitely subscribe to. Top of the list, The Lion's Den, Daniel Larson, and Interstellar Frequency with Chris, Lena, and Hard Truth. Come back, It's time for your rebirth, too. You gotta come back. We're gonna make this shit happen. The Neighborhood might be coming back. Um, Light of Morning is technically back, I guess. War of One is getting uh, vaulted locked into a safe space, for lack of better framing. Because people should definitely be able to hear that. Um, but only the people who need to hear it. Because, um, again, we're, we're working away from entertaining content into, like, okay, therapy sessions. But I love you. I've missed you. Have you missed me? Call me at 602-456-2253. Support this show on Patreon at patreon.com slash mindwave. Head to studiostargazer.org and see the amazing website I've been slapping together with bubblegum and sketch tape. It's the tits. <laughs> Find everything there. Thank you for being here. <laughs> Talk to you next time. There are some 10 or 12 new moons of Saturn, which have either been discovered by Voyager or discovered during the period of the Voyager uh, encounter uh, by ground-based telescopes. Uh, we've more than doubled the number of moons that we know about uh, on Saturn. <clears throat> Here is Enceladus, a remarkable world which has the density of ice. The whole place is uh, one solid lump of ice. What is it, Carl, related to Saturn? It's, it's one of Saturn's it's moons? It's one of Saturn's moons. It's uh, the one of the closer in, the second closest uh, of the uh, uh, large moons. And in the outer solar system, because the temperatures are so low, ice is very stable, this is an enormous snow globe, hundreds of miles across, uh, the size of a world. And we can faintly see impact craters which have probably uh, melted the ground when they hit and uh, deform and disappear. The world totally different from anything we've seen before.
Scientists are intrigued by the possibility that liquid water, perhaps even an ocean, may exist beneath the surface of Enceladus. And trace amounts of organic molecules have also been detected. And these are the building blocks for life as we know it. So this discovery raises tantalizing possibilities about whether the moon is habitable. Geysers spewing moon Enceladus, 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 Enceladus. we've seen before. We learn more and more about this intriguing place each time we fly by it. Flying through the plumes at the South Pole, which jet icy water vapor hundreds of miles into space. backlit by the sun, which was off uh, to the left, and you can see the ring around it, which represents light, which has been refracted through the atmosphere of Titan, an atmosphere filled with organic molecules that are raining down on the surface, uh, a surface that we have never seen. To understand the nature of that surface, probably loaded with hundreds of meter columns of uh, organic molecules, will require some other mission in some other epoch. Some other epoch. Some other mission. Some other epoch. Some other epoch. Some other mission. Some other mission. Some other epoch. Many things we've seen before. One of the most shocking discoveries of the past 10 years is how much the landscape of Saturn's moon Titan resembles Earth. Like our own blue planet, the surface of Titan is dotted with lakes and seas. It has river channels, islands, mud, rain clouds, and maybe even rainbows. The giant moon is undeniably wet. The giant moon is undeniably wet. The giant moon is undeniably wet. The water on Titan is not, however, H2O. With the surface temperature dipping 290 degrees Fahrenheit below zero, Titan is far too cold for liquid water. Instead, researchers believe the fluid that sculpts Titan is an unknown mixture of methane, ethane, and other hard-to-freeze hydrocarbons. Incoming transmission from Stargazer Central. Hello, I'm Gary, the ship's encyclopedia. Would you like to learn more? StudioStargazer.org received a major upgrade to the user interface, designed with simplicity in mind. The website should now be much easier to navigate, especially from mobile devices. The universe. The universe is where everything happens. Where you, the listener, can connect with the studio, get updates on releases, engage with other listeners, and access premium content, made just for you. Stargazer Central is our forum, the master feed, if you will. Spaces, are members only groups for specific domains of the studio Stargazer universe. These areas will be more difficult to access from a mobile web browser. For the optimal browsing experience, we suggest visiting studiostargazer.org from a desktop computer, or download the Studio Stargazer Spaces app to access the core functionality of the universe, as well as Stargazer Messenger.
Meetings and workshops are currently taking place on Discord. Voices. Studio Stargazer Voices allows you to leave voicemail messages to be included in Studio Stargazer Productions. Please see your favorite Studio Stargazer podcast for the appropriate number to call or head to the contact page of the website and click on the shiny space phone. If you live outside the US, you can record a short audio greeting from your mobile device and email it to info at studiostargazer.org or the email address of the show you would like it to appear on. Unleash the power of your voice. Tell your story. The world wants to hear from you. And so do we. Thank you for listening. And we look forward to spending some time with you. Across all of time and space, we now have tools at our fingertips. Tools that would make our ancestors cower in fear, or widen their eyes in childlike amazement. We, the humans of Earth, have a responsibility to use these tools for good, to add a piece of ourselves to the time capsule of humanity, so that in thousands of years, our descendants will know we were here. This concludes the update from Stargazer Central. Have a nice day. End of transmission. Studio Stargazer. Done.